0: Hi guys, this is Angelina and I'm Gayatri and this, this is, is for, for Better or for worse. Or worse. How was your week, everybody? How was your week, Gayatri?
1: Mine <laughs> was okay. It was just a lot of internship preparations.
0: all of those, you know. Yes, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's getting a lot. We have to multitask you know career opportunities and academic work yeah but yeah apart from that we can escape from all of that in this uh, week's episode um we'll be exploring a new technology that has been making waves in the tech community ever since its release on february 2nd with its new innovative features and the incorporation of artificial intelligence can you guess what it is that's right. <laughs> it's the Apple Vision Pro.
1: What sets it apart is mainly the incorporation of artificial intelligence elevating
0: user experience to unprecedented levels. You can argue that the technology also kind of resembles a Black Mirror episode. I um, I think as you all have or I'm assuming you've watched a few episodes of Black like, Mirror. Oh, okay. But well, basically there's this like chip thing that like mm-hmm. people can like plug into the side of their like head, right? Oh. And like basically be immersed in like this new digital world. So I feel like this Apple Vision Pro kind of immerses you in the same way. Yeah, it's
1: like a physical affirmation of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Apple has kind of described the Apple Vision Pro as a spatial computing that brings digital content closer to your world than ever before, making it an incredibly personal
0: device. Yeah. And yeah, so today we will unravel how the Apple Vision Pro actually works and its many beneficial capabilities. And
1: also definitely its drawbacks.
0: Yeah, definitely its drawbacks. Yeah so
1: how it works is basically you put it on and it's like these lenses Mm -hmm. or like goggles kind of a thing on your face and you can navigate it simply by using your hands voice eyes it has eye
0: tracking it detects motion everything yeah and we can kind of compare it to like vr and ar gaming Uh, but like now it's not just with gaming it's literally with everything (laughs) you can like view everything in like 3d kind of effects Um, (laughs) yeah it's right in front of you yeah everything it's like
1: it's actually so crazy like anytime you want like a desktop Mm -hmm. you can display it right in front of you and obviously Twitter or X um, has been going crazy about this. Mm-hmm. I think that's usually always the place where people come to discuss new technologies. And I saw this really huge tweet um, talking about how this person couldn't go out. So he stayed at home and he saw the entire, um, I don't know, something about wicket I mm-hmm. think, I'm not sure, sitting at home. And he described the whole thing and the final description was, oh, and I also typed this whole tweet using my
0: Apple Vision Pro yeah that's so crazy I know Wow. you don't even need like a keyboard anything yeah Yeah. and yeah and one other thing to note is that everything is life-size so even when you're facetiming people like it's in life-size so you can like it brings the illusion of being in close proximity and that kind of changes the whole dynamic for you know long-distance relationships or family members or even conferences at work so you can use it in any circumstance
1: yeah I think even for me um, compared to like you know looking at my parents through a smartphone or my friends I think this would give me the feeling that I'm a lot closer to them than I actually am yeah, yeah. and the interaction designed for spatial computing Meaning it is intuitive based interaction, hard to imagine, but it's kind of like the segway that many people have used. It requires intuitive mo- uh, movement to control balance. So you can do anything with your hands, eyes, whatever.
0: Yeah, and I feel like it's mainly based on like the technology's prediction of like what type of movements you're going to do as well to mm-hmm. like, improve its accuracy. Um, but yeah it also includes spatial audio so it uses constantly adapting and like I said like it uses prediction constantly adapting sound for example in order for sounds to feel like they're always naturally in your surroundings so it's like giving the illusion of you know everything that you're seeing through apple vision pro actually being in reality yeah and I think we can link that back to kind of the life size you know Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Yeah, and the design um, it's flexible and comfortable materials, blocks light and clear images but uh, I don't know if you've seen this there's this really um, tech savvy um, guy on Instagram and TikTok where he reviews products and he reviewed the Apple Vision Pro and he was telling me that, I mean not telling me but telling you know the his audience that it felt really heavy on his face, and he personally yeah. wouldn't wear it for more than 10 minutes And it at looks time. really
0: bulky as well. It looks it really bulky. It and looks like you're having, like, bug eyes. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that's actually so true. And it also, it, the entire concept of that on your face and casually walking around is kind of dystopian. It doesn't seem natural to me,
0: yeah.
1: but a lot of products have been that way before all of us kind of... Adopted
0: it into our daily lives. Yeah, like I feel like it's kind of better than it being invisible Like being a tiny chip on the side of your head because at least it notifies people that you're actually using some form of technology and you're not you know. That's true. true. They know that you're immersed in like a different world. Yeah in case of any events Um. (laughs) That's so true. Uh, Yeah, there's like some drawbacks in its design I feel like um when I searched up online like the l- battery life of Apple Vision Pro, it's only two hours of general use and up to two point five hours of video playback. That's like such a short amount of time. Yeah. Um I don't think you'd be able to get through like, you know, a typical work day just using Apple Vision Pro. Yeah, or um, even
1: like a conference or a meeting. Yeah, it's just not very thing.
0: efficient yeah um with and regards it, to an efficiency
1: yeah and it uses more pixels than a 4k tv so over 23 million pixels and it
0: creates the feeling of display yeah yeah um and yeah so one of the a few of the pros that we can mention um is the ecosystem so it, it really blends in with the existing apple ecosystem there's like airdrops handoffs all those Um, features yeah mm -hmm. it's very
1: easy to use and I think I think there's this they're creating an illusion that you know you need every single product they launch to kind of complete the ecosystem yeah yeah and mac mirroring yeah having a 300 inch vs code window with unlimited multitasking so you don't have to switch tabs or anything you can just you know it's literally in front of you
0: all the time yeah and as previously mentioned there's also the spatial audio to yeah. make it sound like you're always wearing headphones um, also 3d movie experiences yeah um, and spatial lock so windows to make it look like they're a part House of the room. room yeah For example.
1: And about the speakers I heard that it's not the best mm. But I think that considering this is like the first version, I'm sure there'll be more upgrades in the future yeah, for course. an Apple Vision Pro. So considering it's like the first version, I yeah, think it's pretty... I feel
0: like Apple is just experimenting with it at the moment because I feel like that's one of the like first products. Yeah. That are like that.
1: And I think it's one of the first like I'm, I know that you know there are many products similar to this that have come out mm-hmm. but I think this is one of the first like mainstream
0: product yeah that many people are excited to try test out and also because of its brand like a lot of people are probably already willing to test it out no matter how much it costs you know? oh yeah absolutely really known for being luxurious it's and yeah it's innovative. really
1: exp- it's so expensive but The aesthetic, the minimalistic aesthetic of that and everything kind of draws people towards purchasing more Apple products. I think, yeah. And the field of view, it's not a problem, but, um, so these are some of the cons. The field of view of the Apple Vision Pro is not a problem, but I think it could be far more immersive. um, And, you know, it obviously looks like you're wearing ski goggles
0: from the outside. Yeah, and also a uh, pass-through, so it's it's not good, and it's also not great. Um, the resolution could be higher, and there's also very high like motion blurriness, which is very noticeable, um, and it gets really grainy in low light. Uh, its latency is incredible, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the resolution. I know we just applauded the resolution, but considering this could be looked at as an Extension of your eyes, four mm-hmm. K per eye is probably not enough because it doesn't give you the clear view your you know human yeah. eye
0: does anywhere. Yeah, um, but yeah, with uh, its specific features, um, there's like there's artificial intelligence used in the camera itself, uh, which can analyze scenes in real time and optimizing settings for the perfect photographic shot. Um, Yeah, when looking at the Apple website on Apple Vision Pro, it states that it has exceptional image quality, even in poor lighting. But as we just said, uh, based on a few reviews, that's not quite true. Um, But yeah, apart from that, uh, it also uses very accurate machine learning algorithms used to recognize objects, um, adjust exposure levels and enhance details, which kind of challenges the use of Professional grade cameras. So as we know, like that can also impact uh, people in photographic uh, and design professions.
1: Yeah, and um, feature uh, and obviously tracking eye tracking. Like we said, um, it uses a high performance high tracking system consisting of LED and infrared cameras, which projects invisible light patterns onto each eye, which is kind of scary to think about a little bit because i think we are being more and more aware of you know like waves and things like that and anything that can radiate through most of your devices Mm -hmm. so considering that's that close to your eye because i think as a kid my parents always always used to tell me to not stand too close to the tv or watch tv too close or not hold the phone too close to my eye so considering all of this is literally in front of your eye Mm -hmm. It's kind of, it, it, it's a little...
0: And your brain as well. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's some lasting, long-lasting effects uh, we'll, we'll see yeah. in the long term. Um, and yeah. hand
1: tracking. Yeah. Yeah. Real-time tracking again with the hands, so you can motion a lot of the things you want to get done. So it's basically like a screen in front of your eyes, like we said. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. And require the algorithms to be trained on every possible hand gesture from a wide range of positions so most hand gestures i think will be recognizable by the apple
0: vision pro Mm -hmm. so what could it be used for the apple vision pro um we have a few things here so you could tour homes for sale without actually needing to be there yeah and you're in real estate (laughs) right now i I work part-time in real estate so i feel like that would like save so much time yeah you don't actually have to go to viewings no travel expenses and just saving time in general um and it's much more convenient especially with like renters who are trying to find a home um while being in another country yeah you know without having this sort of transition period being in like a hotel or staying over a friend's house you can just view it and like all your documents from another country
1: that's so true and we touched on this a lot the last week with snapchat ai but um i saw videos where apple vision pro you can customize um tiny characters like a fish or a flower and have it as a companion everywhere you go and this is kind of this is kind of concerning when it comes to kids and toddlers using this because this will obviously restrict them from being social and expanding their social circle if they just have an animated ai companion yeah. always next to them yeah and like this and one of the best features i think this is something i would personally use the most if i ever owned an apple vision pro mm-hmm. is the theater experience yeah. you can convert you don't need a home theater you don't need to buy, you know, like those sound immersive speakers, anything. You just get this and you can turn anything into a theatre. Exactly. And no distractions. No distractions. And I travel, like, because I'm from India, my journey back home is quite long. So I think this, anytime I'm on a flight, I, if I ever owned this, I would just pop this onto my head yeah. and you know, completely zone myself out of everything that's happening around me. But like Angelina mentioned earlier, um, the battery life is terrible. So I don't think I could use it for that long.
0: Yeah, We can also imagine that, you know, maybe one day there'll be like venues like um, renting out you know yeah. people can rent out the Apple Vision Pro since it's so expensive yeah and um, to like pay for an experience like whether it is a movie theater or a workshop or just like I, I don't know like you can be so creative with absolutely anything yeah and I think
1: already um, BFI down in the South Bank I think they have like a few small monitors and a headset where you can just go and watch your movies mm. yeah so i think this is going to totally change the game because this is better quality yeah. and yeah i don't know if it'll still be free i don't know if that's free i've never tested it before but this is going to be expensive though this yeah. is probably going to cost as much as a Definitely.
0: regular movie ticket and also um, real-time captions and translation uh, as we all know you know natural language processing is like one of the most difficult features to implement in AI Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah so uh, the Apple Vision Pro uses um, artificial intelligence to you know do translations in real time and just think of all the doors that kind of open up you know the amount of inclusivity you can like have for example I don't know like conferences uh, from like with people who don't no, I don't know, English as the main language, um, and there's no need of like a third party, like a translator in the yeah. conference. Uh, no need for Duolingo after this. Yeah, uh, like I said, that saves money <laughs> and <laughs> saves time. Yeah, no, that, that's
1: actually that is so true because I think it takes up a lot of time, right? Trying to understand people when you don't share a common language. Mm-hmm. So this is just, this is going to change that immediately. Yeah,
0: or even when you're like traveling, like going to, you know, other countries that you don't know the native language of, you can like get along with people straight away. Uh, obviously you have to use uh, Google translate to respond, <laughs> <laughs> but you can understand them easily. And I think that already helps quite a bit. You have it there if you yeah. do
1: that. And this is probably, I saw this video and this was, one of the coolest features and it's called draw to code. So basically, um, I am, I'm sorry, I didn't do enough research to remember the website, but you can draw like a search box or anything that you want on your website and it will code it for you, which I think is so cool because a lot of us spend a lot of time trying to understand coding and website development because that's one of the biggest market for jobs right now and especially as humanities students i think we do rely we do rely on external sources to you know learn real life skills Mm -hmm. that could help us get employed but um so as
0: somebody who studies coding how do you feel about this try to code honestly it would like help so much uh just the stress of constantly having to look back on like different coding examples um and just working through everything by yourself uh it takes a lot of time uh so having this like you know just this like I don't know if I can call it an assistant (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah I feel like it would just cut down the learning time definitely by a lot
1: yeah, and it it's actually crazy. You can just draw it in front of you into air yeah. practically while wearing the Vision Pro. Yeah. And it will code that exact
0: thing onto a web- website for you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we went through some of the features um, on how like, it, uh, Apple Vision Pro can be helpful with language translation as well as touring homes. Now, we'll go through the privacy implications. So I think this
1: is our favorite bit. We do this for every <laughs> single episode. Yeah, yeah, This is what we study. We um, we try to understand the privacy implications because we obviously do a humanities course. Mm-hmm. So, it's important for us to understand where our information is going, where our data
0: is going. So, this is probably our favorite bit of thing and and we just like we need to keep reminding ourselves that privacy is a big thing like and we shouldn't just dismiss it just because these technologies are just you know acting like um they have the (laughs) rights to you know have access to all our information Uh, and it's actually so crazy to me because i was talking
1: to a friend and i was like you need to you know read through the terms and conditions every time before you accept it because i know this website that that kind of like sells your data to 576 or 73 vendors so like 500 people 500 people or corporations have your data just by accepting the terms and conditions to one mm. website mm-hmm. and i remember my friend telling me that oh i don't care because i you know i get adverts for free ice cream now so, that's a smart move considering we're living in London and it's yeah. a really expensive city. But I don't think that should be the perspective you know mm-hmm. you take when you're yeah, like accepting it
0: terms conditions. It Just to bring back the culture of valuing privacy and not just you know dismissing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so despite the device uh, offering extensive convenience and functionality with its multiple capabilities. Uh, there's still concerns regarding data security and user privacy because, you know, since Apple Vision Pro has features that enable recording and voice, uh, it has to also be active at all times. So here comes the question of, you know, is it recording videos and audio without the consent of the user? Or even other people around the user using... <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: no, because um, I was just thinking, um, I obviously have my phone on me all the time and I say a lot and I see the advertisement just pop up in like, you know, on any social media website or even like a normal website, right? So I was just thinking that if my phone is listening to me all the time, imagine this, that uh, a device that has the ability to even see things that I see. So it knows exactly what my house looks like, the blueprint of my house and like my exact location I think my phone knows that as well but yeah, yeah. and it's much
0: beyond like you know, just audio where your finger is also tapping you know, yeah. like, on the screen uh, Yeah, it's, it, uh,
1: um, I think human behavior is so unique to everyone so the fact that this kind of analyzes human gestures yeah. hand gestures and it can predict what you
0: how you move yourself
1: yeah it doesn't sit right with me (laughs) it really doesn't um
0: but the product also allows for technology to yeah like we said it becomes more immersed in your life than ever before um and that data will be collected about parts of your life that usually wouldn't be collected um you know it's like a cctv camera being attached to your body yeah (laughs) turned on at all times when using it um, and I, I did some research and apparently the Apple Vision Pro is actually the equivalent to four iPhones being strapped to your forehead. <laughs> um, so with two depth sensors, six microphones and 12 cameras, which can all track your movements, including the people around you. That is just so mind boggling. <laughs> I know, I, I, I know. And to talk
1: about how Apple addresses these concerns. Um, by minimizing data transfer to external servers, the company ensures that sensitive information remains secure and under the user's control, setting a new standard for privacy in the tech industry. That's what Apple says, apparently. That's what Apple says. But, you know, can we trust them? Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to you know, like be a little. We have to question it a little
0: bit. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't just believe it. Yeah, and another big question is, has this been done before? (laughs) Um, Well, no. (laughs) Do we remember the Google Glass? Eh, Sorry, oh my God. Google Glass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember
1: it. I remember um, talking to my parents about this. I think this came out when I was in fifth or sixth grade. So I was 10 or 11 initially. And I was like, it would be so game-changing to wear this. Because I think Google Glass is also look like regular glasses if i yeah. remember right mm-hmm. and i was like this would be so like this would change the game if
0: i could wear this to like an example yeah that's so true you so, know and like, not, that I would. not that ever not that I ever, would but i feel like it, it did a better way better job at its design and trying to look discreet as well yeah um but yeah so it, it was discontinued actually um i think it was in 2014 um It was released in the same year as well, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it was discontinued because of its weak fit in the market and also because of Google's personal reasons, just cost-cutting measures, uh, and that led to around 12,000 employee layoffs, Um, so yeah, it was a fail.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it included AR and spatial interaction features like in the um, AVP, in the Apple Vision Pro, and features like calls, calendars, virtual assistant. So it was really
0: similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we could argue that the design was a lot better. Yeah. It had a way better battery life of about eight plus hours. So I could use it like to through my school. It. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah, it's way more efficient. Yeah. Um, but yeah. The criticisms uh, that faced uh, Google Glass was kind of ironic because we sa- we just said that the design looked better, but it was actually criticized for appearing geeky. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, but I, I still think if
1: I had to choose, I would wear something with that design because yeah. it just it just looks normal
0: to me. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some people <laughs> wearing them uh, were commonly referred to as. Wait, let, let me put emphasis on the G. Glass holes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, well, I'm not swearing. That's what they were called. Anyways. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, due to their, its wealthy implications, so the wearers would usually be made fun of um, or, like, looked down on because only, you know, rich people could afford it. Yeah, but I think Apple Vision Pro is um, facing a similar criticism
1: of it being bulky mm-hmm. but do you th- i think google
0: glasses were a lot more sleek yeah they were and like people wear glasses on a day-to-day basis so it's like the norm yeah exactly and yeah i, I think again c- just for the design i would rather wear google glasses yeah, same yeah um but yeah so they were definitely uh, the current apple vision pro is definitely much more bulky um but mm-hmm. there's not as much criticism faced towards it, which kind of suggests that there's like a bias in between different types of brands that you look towards too. And also I think because the Google Classes came exactly 10 years
1: ago, 2014 right, mm-hmm. um, because it came exactly 10 years ago, I think it was too ahead for its time. Yeah, I feel like there have been a lot more advancements in technology, there, there's now AirPods, Bluetooth earphones, which we'll come to in a bit, but you know, I feel like all of these advancements have kind of made people more accepting of new designs and new technologies. So I still think if Google Glasses
0: relaunched again,
1: I think it would, it, I think it would do really
0: well. It would probably, I I would argue, probably better than Apple. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, let's go into the opinion of a very famous uh, fella called Mark Zuckerberg he actually I think he posted a few days ago or was it even yesterday I don't know but he posted on Instagram uh, a few videos with a review of the Apple Vision Pro and as we all know he has his own product uh, it's called Quest and, and it, has quest, yeah. it has literally the same capabilities <laughs> but he argued that Quest is a lot better um, so he, the points that he mentioned he said that Quest is actually 120 grams lighter so like it ensures that it's more comfortable for the yeah. user and that Apple Vision Pro is too heavy <laughs> and that that was a big criticism mm-hmm. I
1: think they're still facing it that uh, Apple Vision Pro is too heavy so yeah, yeah. and he claims that Quest has more accurate motion tracking, and that Apple Vision Pro has more motion blurriness, which we can't really
0: comment on because we haven't tried either of them. Yeah. Yet. Like he tried it, so, so we should, we could take his word. His, yeah, <laughs> and um, it's also cheaper. A lot Quest cheaper. Is a lot cheaper. Yeah, by three thousand dollars less to be exact. <laughs> yeah. That's like a whole. Monthly payche- paycheck plus extra money. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously
1: um, he just said it's 120 grams lighter and it's made with plastic, which could be a, which could be looked as a downside of MetaQuest, but he claims that the plastic holds up really well, so mm-hmm. it's probably good quality and if I'm paying a couple hundred dollars i'm assuming it's gonna yeah
0: be and that, that of course means that it's more inclusive to all consumers from different wealth backgrounds um so it can allow consumers to get into ar and vr yeah a lot easier um, and we
1: just we just said that one of the benefits of having an apple vision pro apple vision pro is that it blends really well with the ecosystem but um that also could be looked at as a drawback because it is extremely locked in the apple ecosystem and i think quest will blend really well with like people who use you know if they have like a mixed ecosystem of android and ios or just android users um i think the quest will
0: work really well with that yeah 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 um and also um, the quality of life differences between the Quest and Vision Pro are also not noticeable to the average consumer um, but yeah so based off of these qualities right now Quest is ultimately a better product based on its price point but in terms of durability and build quality I think Apple wins um, yeah however the average consumers you know going to and should choose Quest over the Vision Pro and if if anybody's trying it as a prototype I think
1: Quest is a better option just because it's cheaper and it kind of caters to everything Apple does as well
0: yeah yeah yeah, so Zuckerberg describes the competition between companies which has been going on always throughout history throughout the beginning of technologies Um, an example he gave is how Apple's closed model was the winner in mobile technologies but for example Microsoft was the successful open model in the PC era. Um, he then emphasised that in this next generation of augmented reality and artificial intelligence technologies, Meta is going to be the next open model that wins out.
1: Yeah. And to kind of have our opinion on this, um, we think that you know obviously he's going to have a biased opinion and will try to boost his own product but he also uses factual information Mm -hmm. such as weight he said it was 120 grams lighter the motion tracking accuracy um and the motion tracking accuracy like we said is up to the user and it could be subjective so how do you measure it yeah you know especially because this is coming from like a biased
0: opinion yeah so overall it's like asking elon musk (laughs) what brand of automobile is the best of course he'll say Tesla yeah yeah so that's it Um. and one thing I've always been concerned
1: about while using an Apple product is the privacy issues because um, the uh, Apple started with touch ID as a form of security Mm -hmm. in 2013 they implemented Face ID in 2017, and now they've implemented Optic ID in 2024 for the Vision Pro. Yeah. And the finger, our fingerprints, our face, and our eyes are three of the most unique things to each human being. So the fact that they have algorithmic traces of this is so... It, it genuinely terrifies me a lot yeah. because, you know, this is supposed to be personal to us. But and I'm using it. I'm using a face ID. I'm using a fingerprint. Haven't used the optic ID yet because I don't have a, visual, I mean a vision probe, a vision pro, but mm. I'm sure if I end up with one I'm gonna
0: use that as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so this like progression biometric measurements, um I feel like it's it's always progressing. Um, for example, I think there's also new technologies that are measuring like your brainwave signals, which are also very unique to each person. Yeah, brainwaves, heartbeat. And given that Apple Vision Pro is so close to your head, yeah, <laughs> I think like that's a very accurate prediction we could make that it might. Come that's the next form of security. Yeah.
1: yeah. We'll come back to this in five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> twenty
0: twenty nine. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I think that's it. Yeah. So to conclude. Um, um, but yeah, it's it's clear that artificial intelligence is not just a buzzword; it's a transformative force that drives innovation in the Apple Vision Pro, and beyond. Um, you know, from revolutionising te- technologies in photography to enhancing accessibility, such as through language translation, um, and also prioritising user privacy, which I'm not quite sure about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah ai lies in the heart of this groundbreaking device and it shapes the future of technologies in very profound ways yeah
1: and like i think i said i'll bring this back but airpods have only been out for seven years Mm -hmm. but most people now default to wearing their headphones in as soon as they're out alone in public and walking inside a grocery store everyone has their headphones on i think both of us have seen this. I think we're also the people who probably have our headphones on. We're right?
0: wearing headphones right now. Yeah, we but that's for the podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: but, <laughs> and it's wired, so it doesn't oh, count. But sorry. for example, like when I'm on the tube, I always have my AirPods on. For example, I forgot to charge it last night and I charged my AirPods during my seminar because I was scared it was going to die before I get home. Yeah. So, um, and when this product first launched, everybody criticized its design and they were implying that wearing the wearing these AirPods would make them look stupid Mm -hmm. because it just looked like something is hanging off of your ear. Yeah. But now AirPods have become an extension of everyone's body, including mine. I, I don't go out without not it. Not me. I
0: don't have Apple.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm vintage.
0: <laughs> I like the vintage aesthetic of the
1: wires. <laughs> and, sorry. And this feels like a trend that will only be accelerated mm-hmm. by the Vision Pro as AI showcases to improve and new products come out. Um, so I I'm not sure if it being bulky or it looking unconventional is going to stop people from
0: buying it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I feel like this is just another trend that will only be accelerated by the div- Apple Vision Pro and artificial intelligence showcases, you know, to improve new products that come out. Um, and yeah, so there's so many conversations that stop itself from happening because most people are tuned out. Um, yeah. I
1: could have been best friends with some person I was on the tube with.
0: -hmm. Two years
1: ago, but I am not because I had my AirPods in. You know, that's
0: so true. Yeah, Um. but I think
1: I think that's it. Our for our episode about the Apple Vision Pro.
0: Yeah. So thank you very much for listening. Yeah. Again. Insights and also some experts opinions such as mark's probably biased
1: but we'll take it for now we don't have (laughs) a lot of resource to
0: yeah maybe when we test it out one day we'll give you more of our insights
1: yeah um and like we said last episode we have our instagram and pod uh sorry tiktok for our podcast it's called for better of Words podcast you can if you would like us to talk about something specific you can
0: let us know anytime oh uh, yeah and also wait let me just give a quick update uh, BART Artificial Intelligence is now Gemini oh yeah you, <laughs> Sorry, you I'm like, told me about I'm it like, that's, that's actually yeah, crazy we were talking about it last week uh, but yeah just a little update that is so crazy um, and yeah also for our last uh, week's episode we gave out a poll um, and the question was have you used Snapchat AI so 60% of you or 65 uh, have said that you have used Snapchat AI Uh, and 40% haven't (laughs) just some insights I'm I'm still
1: one of the people who haven't used Snapchat AI
0: wait, also before
1: we conclude would you ever
0: buy an Apple Vision from? if I had the money, yes you would? (laughs) yeah, just for fun, I'd buy both and Apple Vision Pro just test it out <laughs> and maybe a Google lens from like eBay if someone <laughs> bought it like is reselling it if yeah. it still works and I'd compare it and I'd give a review
1: that would probably get a lot of views you'd probably make the revenue back
0: you know yeah exactly. maybe we, we should, should do that maybe Google would choose to re- release sponsor? again <laughs> oh I could sponsor your video sponsor as well yes, right.